Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Football and Laws podcast. My name is Caleb, and I'm joined always by our co-host, Justin. How you doing, man? What's doing all right this week? Doing great. A lot of good games uh, this past weekend, wasn't there? Yep, I had a better record than you. That's all that matters. Look, look, you finally foretake taken me in the race, but only by one game. Is that correct? Yep, just by one game. But I will say, that's the least of my worries because we went nine, three, and a push on gambling underdogs against the spread this week, Caleb. My goodness, did you win a lot of money? Well, you know, I'm not a big roller. So. A couple dollars here and there. Dollar make yeah, a dollar. I uh, basically fund my college football degenerate side with the NFL this year. Well, that's the so way to break- do it then. We're breaking even. We're doing Hey, Absolutely. So um, g- give us a little rundown on uh, all the games this week. What, what are we looking at? A lot of upsets. Well... Not an upset, but definitely a cover of the spread. Thursday night, the Eagles took down the Texans 29-17. That game was a little closer than uh, what people thought was going to be, at least uh, during the first half. Um, Jalen Hurts still playing phenomenal this year. He's definitely silencing all the critics. Has an 8-0 record now. He went 21 for 27, so only six incompletions. 243 yards and two touchdowns. So he's looking still pretty dominant this season. I mean, of course, he has a stellar offense and receivers to pass to during all that, but hey, give give props to the Texans for at least holding it in for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a home dog in prime time catching 14. Give me that all day. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Chargers beat the Falcons 20-17. to 17. That game disappointed me just a little bit. Um. There, there is no way, shape, or form the Chargers should be uh, winning games that close. And, and it really goes to show you how uh, Justin Herbert can be a great quarterback, but if he doesn't have the pieces there for him, he's missing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for his receiving options. So he just was not getting it out there. And that also has to do with those receivers just not being as good as some of the others. But he went 30 for 43, so still pretty good. But he had 30 completions, right? So that that strikes you as, all right, he probably has a lot of passing yards then. He only had 245. One touchdown, one interception. uh, Yeah, he only had like, I think it was 19 and a half fantasy points or something like that. Uh, 17, yeah. So I, luckily I won last weekend. But had I not, I would have been very upset because he had like 17 points. And on my bench, I had Tua who had like 31 so, needless to say, I'm starting two of this weekend. That's my yeah, hot you might, take. You might need to do that. All right. Well, speaking of Tua, the Dolphins beat the Bears 35 to 32. Uh, another, uh, that game was pure offense all the way out. Justin Fields probably had the best game of his career. Um, he's still not really getting out there with much yardage, but he got three passing touchdowns on the day. But what really helped him out was. 15 carries, 178 yards for and a touchdown. Now, most of that yardage came off a good rip. I think he had like a 62-yard uh, touchdown run himself. But he's got some wheels on him. But sadly, it wasn't enough because the Dolphins still ended up winning. Um, but give props where props is due. The Bears are clicking it on offense a little bit, but their defense needs to pick the paces up. Uh, two with another good game, like I said previously. 
21 for 30, 302 yards, three touchdowns. So it's really going to show those two quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, talking about him a minute ago, Tua Tagovailoa. You can even throw Geno Smith in the mix if you want to. Three quarterbacks that have gotten so much hate over the offseason saying they're not good or not going to develop. Geno Smith is – they don't even know why he's being a starter. <laughs> These are three of the top teams right now, which is crazy. And we'll get into the Seahawks here in a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I think Geno Smith is probably the front runner for uh, comeback player of the year. I would give it to him hands down. He is a uh, top 10 quarterback in fantasy right now. Well, if it wasn't him, it's definitely Derrick Henry. At, amen to that. I would give that to Derrick Henry all day long. But honestly, I, I respect the grind for Geno Smith because he's helping that team out tremendously. Yeah, and it goes it goes to the... show you it goes to show you that maybe Russell Wilson wasn't really that great after all. Maybe it was all Pete Carroll. Possible. Um yeah, the uh I think he'd be the first player in a while to win that. Basically not coming back from an injury. He's just coming back from being irrelevant as a backup. It would be really nice to see. But just for the injury reason, uh, Derrick Henry would have to win it, hands down. Possible. All right. Uh, the Bengals beat the Panthers 42-21. to 21. Now, everybody thought with Jamar Chase being out, uh, that's Joe Burrow's main target to look for. But even if he doesn't have him to pass to, he's got plenty of other good receivers out there. But the main shine of the game was <laughs> Joe Mixon. Let's now, go. You, have, you have Joe Mixon on your fantasy team. How Let's are go. you feeling? How are you feeling this weekend after his performance? 57 points better. Absolutely incredible. I think he had five touchdowns in the first half. Well, he was uh, – I'd have to go back and look, but he was a few points shy in our league now we have we have a little bit more scoring bonuses and all of that it's not just ppr he was i think it was six or seven points away from breaking doug martin's record when he played for the buccaneers oh my gosh so we're talking way back yeah we haven't had one touch it so if that tells you anything i think tyreek a couple years ago got 60 Mm -hmm. so we've had a couple that are up there but yeah he i was I was loving the notifications being turned on on Sunday. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it was just every other notification was like, Joe Mixon this, Joe Mixon that, Joe Mixon this. Oh, absolutely incredible. All right, well, the Lions, this was the surprise, beat the Packers 15-9. to 9. Yeah, so that's the first big surprise of the game. Um, Aaron Jones and Romeo Dubes or Dobbs, have we decided? I think it's uh, everybody – all the announcers are saying Dobbs, so I think we're just going to roll with Dobbs. I know we say it every single week we talk about him, but nonetheless, he got hurt, and he's looking like he may miss a couple weeks. Um, I have to see some more updates. I think he might have missed practice today. Today is Thursday, by the way, so um, I'm not sure on what their status will be. Aaron Jones got a limited practice today, so he's looking like he should probably play, but you never know. They might sit him uh, against the Cowboys. But the Lions, I mean, taking care of business, their defense really is what is uh what helped them out the most, honestly. All right. Well, we're gonna skip we're gonna skip this next game because we're gonna talk about it a little bit longer after we announce the score. So we're gonna go down. Uh, the Bills lost the close one to the Jets. Josh Allen hurt his throwing elbow a little bit. 
It's questionable. <laughs> yeah, I think he missed another practice today. I'm not really sure what's going to go on with that because you see top-tier quarterbacks, especially um, what we've seen from Tannehill the the past couple of weeks. No one really thought Tannehill was going to miss time, and then, boom, he's out two games already. Um, he, so, might even be, he might even be out another one. From what I saw, he practiced full today, so I think he'll be okay. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people are saying he's still not moving. Like he's. I saw he's a video yesterday, and it did look a little chunky, but we'll see. They might yeah, be a lot he, of more read options with uh, <clears throat> Luke Willis yes. out there. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, what I heard today about Josh Allen is it's his, it's the same like nerve and tendon that uh, professional pitchers have issues with in their throwing elbows because of the torque that he puts on his throws. That makes and sense, that, yeah. If you look at the way that his arm got hit, it was – sorry about the train. Uh, it was um, – I mean, just the torque that he put, you could tell. It, it, it's definitely going to be injured for a while, even if he, uh, he did, you know, treatment every day of the week. Right, so there's always the possibility that he still does play, but there might be um... – less uh, downfield throws to Gabe Davis or Stephon Diggs this weekend. But nonetheless, I, I feel like, um, who do they play even? They play the Vikings. So I, that's going to be a game. Like if he misses, that's going to be one of those defining games in the season, but I think he'll end up playing because the game against the Vikings is too, too valuable to miss. Well, it being an AFC NFC, it doesn't necessarily matter as much. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter for playoffs perspective, but it's a it's a top team matchup. Like if you want to look predominant, you want to go out there and play your best. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the Vikings. Speaking of Vikings, they beat the Commanders, twenty seventeen. Kirk Cousins going back to Washington. Uh, you like that, bro? They were chanting that at the start of the game too, <laughs> and the crowd was just like probably so defeated afterwards. The, what I love the most is uh, I think it might have been Adam Schaefer, I think it was. Schefter, sorry. Um, had a shirt off, diamond chains around his neck, glasses on, mimicking the famous video that went out last weekend of uh, Kirk Cousins on the plane ride home. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, big balling. Mm-hmm. Big balling. But, yeah uh... – I mean, he's he's doing his thing. They're they're winning games, but I feel like the Vikings when they they're winning games, they're always close ones. Yeah, and uh, come postseason time, if they make the postseason, which at this point looks like they will, they'll be the first game out like every year. Yeah, probably so. Okay, so the Jaguars beat the Raiders twenty-seven to twenty. Derek Carr is just having a rough time in games in close games. Like he just can't finish. It seems to happen so more often. <laughs> than it should for a quarterback. So I feel for him, especially because I have him in like my third dynasty league playing. So I need him to perform well. And if he doesn't, that's going to make me big sad. But Devontae Adams had a hell of a game, 146 yards, 10 catches, two touchdowns. I also have him in that same league. So that made up for it. Problem is most of it was in the first half. So if it's working in the first half, why do you go away with it? Exactly. Play calling, play calling drives me insane most of the time in the NFL because you have something that's working, in my, like I would say, seventy percent of the time. Mm-hmm. A coach is like, "Well, let's do this wrinkle we worked on in practice." Who cares? Who cares? Whatever's exactly. working, keep doing it. Because the fans, I can tell you right now, could care less about that wrinkle until you know it's gonna work in a time you absolutely need it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you lose ball games. <coughs> Don't 
Don't follow uh, yeah, the same absolutely. script you're done for. And Josh Jacobs has been killing it. And then the last two weeks, he's, I mean, he's still getting production, but you, you know, he's not getting what he normally would. Exactly. I think they'll pick up the pieces again here shortly. Um, Darren Waller today got announced that he's going to be put on the IR. So that's another big piece of the offense that's going to be missing for uh, at least four games now. Yeah, that's a sad day for me. I got him in one of my leagues, but I did trade him in the other one. So let's go. Which league is that? It's not what I'm in, is it? The free one, I think I still have him. And then the one with me and my brother, we still have him. But that means we're going to be able to slide him into the to the IR. Pick up someone new. Yep. Otten, uh, Tampa Bay's tight end, he's still open in a lot of options. So that's some guy to look at. Well, this is a 16-team dynasty. So uh, never mind. A, Good luck. <clears throat> yeah, it's super deep. Um. Okay, let's talk about Geno here. Uh, 31-21 over the Cardinals. Freaking Geno Smith, man. Geno Smith. Now, he went 26 for 34, 275 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. But he also ran the ball 38 yards. They just keep on performing. Now, it's not all Geno Smith, but, man, you have to be impressed with his numbers for the year. I, he's, he's sixth in passing yards. He's tied fifth for touchdowns and I, i'm just uh, he's his qbr is fourth man it's like it's crazy like he these are really top tier numbers for a quarterback yeah he's pretty solid pretty pretty solid but their defense um, is also really good a rookie on there i forgot what his name is but he's been performing well i think he won defensive rookie of the month and uh yeah you know it, it shows you time and time again that call of duty really affects affects the brain so can't uh I'm never gonna let that joke get old, honestly. But Kyler Murray still played a pretty good game. Two touchdowns, only had 175 passing yards, ran for 60 though. So fantasy wise, he had a pretty decent outing, but fantasy doesn't win NFL games. And being three of six three and six is not a good outlook for the Cardinals. So they're gonna have to pick up the pieces if they even want a chance of making the playoffs this year. Yeah, they sure are. And uh speaking of picking up the pieces, the Bucks. Gave Tom Brady 44 seconds, and uh, he pulled it off. Now, I'm more so disappointed that Chris Godwin <laughs> didn't get as much love as I wanted him to. He still put up a fair game. I have him in Dynasty. Luckily, I still won the game. But in in situations like that, I'm like, Godwin is such a clutch guy to go to. Throw it to him in the end zone. No, it's their tight end they want to throw it to. So I was sad about that. He still had seven catches, but only 36 yards. That was uh, the first touchdown by a tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. It's crazy what losing Gronk will do to you. Yep, and he is not coming back. (laughs) Nope, not at all. But a pretty good win. Um, The Super Bowl reigning champs, three and five this year. It's not looking good for them either. Um, They ain't really nothing much to say about it, but do better. That's all I can say. You're you're wasting talent on your team now. You went and spent all this money. Now you have Matthew Stafford, who is in the concussion protocol, so he might not even play this weekend, especially after uh, how prior concussions have been and the strict uh, speculations they've been putting on it now. So there's a chance he probably won't play. And Cooper Cup, he's still dominating, but eight catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. But you're you're wasting that talent. They need to pick it up if they want to even stand a chance. The only other three people that caught a ball that game, Allen Robinson, three catches, 24 yards. Um, 
Brown, Malcolm Brown for one catch, 10 yards. Uh, Brandon Powell, <laughs> one catch, four yards. Mm. Everybody else had targets. That's it. Only four people caught balls in that game. Yep. For the All race. right. Well, uh, Isaiah Likely uh, stepped in for Mark Andrews. Well, again, in two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. the Ravens beat the Saints 27-13 on Monday Night Football. I think everyone thought it was pretty likely for the Ravens to win that game. Honestly, I had more. I'd love to see it. I had more faith in the Saints, honestly, but it is what it is. Uh, Lamar Jackson still refusing to pass the damn ball. Only had 133 yards. Um, Kenyon Drake was really the star of that show, running the ball for 93 yards and two touchdowns. So it's good to see. But the rookie, Isaiah Likely. A clutch tight end to really uh, tight end, a clutch tight end, yes, but a clutch touchdown to really start the game and get things moving. Sadly, it was his only catch for 24 yards, targeted five times, and four of those were either missed passes by Lamar or dropped. But he's got a bright future for him. But it really goes to show you when Mark Andrews ain't out there, his top target, Lamar Jackson, is having a hard time getting this ball out to people. Um, but Isaiah likely looks to be a top guy, especially if Mark Andrew misses more times. All right, two more games to talk about. We got the Titans uh, lost in overtime to the Chiefs, uh, mainly because of offensive play calling. Nothing makes me more sad than us playing the Chiefs because I always lose hope, but then gain hope, then lose hope as the game goes by. Now, Titans are fortunate enough to have won, like, two out of the three prior matchups against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But this one hit, man. I thought, like, Malik Willis is playing. And, like, yeah, he's pretty good, but he... He's a project. Yeah, he's a project. But if... I, I was thinking Chiefs are going to go up early, forcing us to pass the ball. Not, It's not going to happen. Titans had the whole game up until the end. The third or the second half, I... Did they even put up any points, or did they have a field goal? I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. I know the uh, the uh, main issue here. Okay, so we put up three points in the third. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, <clears throat> so the main issue is you have Derrick Henry just working for you. Why go away from it? It's the same thing that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. You got Malik Willis, you can run a read option, and you don't run any in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, it, it just – They gave up. The one it's hot like, pass to Chig that opened the game. Do it again. And that was, I believe, the same exact play that they tried to pull against the Giants in the first game, and everybody hated uh, the play call because it was like third and one. But this time it was on a first down – and it actually made sense, and it actually worked. So that goes to show that some plays can work in certain situations. But yeah, it's like, where was that the rest of the game? The one with the Giants was the tight end end around. Was it not the – okay, I thought it was. It looked like the same no. play. This was just a hot pass. Yeah. And um, the, the other thing that's just driving me insane is – if you're on offense and you rip off a defensive player's helmet, it has to be pass interference, correct? I would say, yeah. All right, well, apparently it's holding on the defense. Make it make sense. It doesn't. Uh, they were still going to get the two, they were they were still going to get the two-point conversion either way, but like at least like offset penalties do it again. 
Yeah, and what what really disappoints me through that game too, honestly, is I think the Chiefs went for it on fourth and one three times, perhaps, and made it every single time. And it, it just, as a Titans fan, it's just embarrassing knowing that like these teams can just do that because they know they're going to make it. They know well, the Titans aren't going to stop them. The defense is the only reason we're in this game, and the defense can't stop them every time. Oh, I know. I know, but man, it just it's just disappointing. They should have had that game one, but on to the next one. They got the Broncos this weekend. I'm going to that game, so hopefully it'll be a better outcome. All right, well, here, let's travel up north. Let's have a good laugh. All the way deep down in the belly. How about the endocrapolis dolts? The worst keep getting worse. They fired their coach after getting destroyed by the Patriots. I mean, their defense probably had to put up the best performance they put up in years it seems like i think they had nine sacks nine freaking sacks um fired their coach and they had what was his name something saturday jeff saturday took back took over as the interim head coach he it was currently coaching for the uh for a high school team down in <laughs> georgia um I mean, this it just keeps getting better. Keeps getting better. Now it makes you weird. It makes you think, like, why? Why would they do something like that when there's so many options? At uh... he was also an analyst too. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense what they're doing at this point. But wouldn't that be a, a good documentary <laughs> documentary season if you saw them ended up winning out the rest of the season? With an interior head coach, he's never even coached in the NFL. Well, he was the center for Peyton Manning when mm-hmm. Peyton Manning was with the Colts. And he was the one that you always see that ran in. He was he played, I think it was for the Packers. He ran in uh, to be the center for Peyton's last Pro Bowl snap. I actually saw that. That video actually circulated back around today, and I watched it again. It really warms yeah. your heart. Well, and then uh, on top of that, so like their assistant quarterbacks coach, who's never called plays in the NFL, is going to be the OC this week. Oh goodness! Um, Sam Ellinger is still going to start over Matt Ryan, which this just screams we're tanking to see how close we can get to taking Will Levis. <laughs> that would make it even worse. <laughs> And make it even better. What are you talking about, Titan? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would love to see Will Levis. I think he looks good in blue already, so might as well just keep it at it. Yeah, I mean, can't win a big game in Tennessee. I love the signs of it. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. It's a good look. Um. Okay, so, Caleb. That's me. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, that is you. What's the score, please? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's zero to three. Panthers are winning by a field goal right now. Six minutes left. And it looks like the Falcons are about to punt because they are short a yard at their right, own kids. Uh, 10 yards. Essentially, line. take notes here. Caleb, his podcast setup is near a TV. Mine is nowhere near a TV. <laughs> I'd be watching these games. I can't miss football. I got uh, Cordell Patterson playing. It's uh, 
it's not looking good right now. He ain't playing bad, but at the same time, it's just there's no offense going for the Falcons right now. I need him to catch 14 yards. Of, I need him to get 14 receiving yards. I like my him same to get game parlay. 100, honestly. If that could be happening, I would uh, you know, be very happy. All right, well, this is a fair warning. Uh, there is a Sunday morning game in Germany, Seahawks versus the Bucks. The Bucks are technically the home team. This is going to be taking – this is – this game is going to be played if this button will work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think Germany. A Lions Arena in Munich, Germany. Is that correct? I have no idea. Uh, shout out to Germany. Maybe you'll get a win there. Uh, NFL Europe, let's go. Yeah, Munich. Um, Tampa Bay is favored by two and a half. So, kids, let's take the Seahawks and the under, and let's win some money. Bro, if the Seahawks beat the Bucks, I swear I'm I'm Geno Smith's number one fan. I hate me too. Okay, so um, I'm trying to pull it up right now, Caleb. Tell them how to give a give a koozie and uh, get a koozie. And I forgot to give you the. Jules, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, repeat them, even though we lost one last night. Yeah, you really disappoint me. I saw the score. I saw the score. I bet them for you. Leave me alone. (laughs) Do you want to tell the Jules first, or do you want to tell the koozies? uh, Tell us how to get the koozie. So let me tell you how to get the koozie. Koozie, koozie, koozie. We still got uh, a few left. If you guys want a free koozie, all you have to do... Is rate us five stars and leave a review. Screenshot that, send it to our Twitter at uh, Football In Laws, and we will make sure to get you guys a free koozie. They're pretty nice. I'm using one right now. Very cozy. Yeah, they are the uh, they are the nice ones. They're not the cheap ones. I'll go ahead and I'll verify that. Absolutely. Um. Okay. So we lost Bowling Green plus two and a half. Ah, you know. Mm-hmm. Kept going back to the well. You got to know when to quit. I will say it was quite the <laughs> close game. You got to give it to him. I mean, being able to put up six points, great, fantastic. And they they lost forty to six. All sarcasm, folks. I should have known better because Kent State runs a similar offense to Tennessee, and Bowling Green really doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> you hate to because see it. we we played them we played them last year, right? All right, so. Here we go. Over 47, App State at Marshall. I'll take that. And, and sorry, Dylan. Will Levis again. Vanderbilt plus 17 and a half. Oh, no. Let's go, really? Vandy boys. It could happen. It could happen. Hey, you know, after what they did with Missouri, you'll love to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I got the. Uh, Got the Panthers tonight, plus three. And then I got a little same-game parlay going, so uh, wish me luck. I hope you win some money. Give me some. I'll take it. Maybe we can do that. Until next time, tighten up. Hey, tighten up, guys. Uh, Hopefully they get the win this weekend. Like I said, I'm going to be at that game. Let's hope for not disappointment because I'll be really sad next weekend or, or next week when we discuss. If we lose, it's your fault. You're taking a Broncos fan. That is also true. (laughs) Later, guys.